Hi everyone and welcome to Christmas Love. My name is Sandy. I wanted a place where I could share the, my passion of Christmas with everyone and a place where others can share their Christmas memories and stories. That is where Christmas love comes from. There's such a fear of the unknown in the world lately, but I hope stories and memories from myself and others will remind you that there is goodness and so many things to be thankful for even in these trying times. Christmas is about love, family, feelings of hope and gratefulness. The time to reflect on the meaning of Christmas with the birth of Jesus. Memories of family traditions, laughter and inspiration to remind us that these thoughts can be there anytime we need them, not just at Christmas. If we change our thoughts and how we feel about each other and ourselves, we can really make a big difference in the world. I never had Christmas growing up. I remember going to school and I'd listen to the, all the other kids talk about Christmas and what they wanted from Santa Claus and they just couldn't wait for their cousins to come and they were putting up a Christmas tree. Oh my goodness, I wanted Christmas so bad. And it wasn't about the presents because I didn't know anything about Santa Claus because we never had Santa Claus come to our house. I just seen the excitement and the, the joy um, that these kids were filled with. And I wanted to feel that. But even though our parents didn't celebrate Christmas in our house, my mom's parents did. And they lived in Enderby. Now, my birthday is December 16th. And they started inviting me to their place on my birthday. So that was our special day. That was just our special day for the three of us so that I could decorate their tree. I remember the tree in the bay window and watching my grandpa string the lights on the tree. My favorite lights were the bubble lights. As soon as they heat up, you'd start seeing them bubble. So magical. The Christmas music was playing in the background. I would hang the ornaments. And of course, I had to help my grandpa help me because they're from Poland and I didn't want to break any. So my grandpa would place a ladder next to the tree and I would climb each step, step by step. And he'd pass me the tinsel, one tinsel at a time. Oh my goodness, I can actually still vision it as though it was today. I remember telling my grandpa, come on, I, this, is, this is too much time consuming. Just give me a handful of that tinsel. And he would go, no, Sandra, if you want to have a nice tree, and this is our tree, please, one little tinsel at a time. And when you get older, you'll have a beautiful tree just like this one. So I did. I did what my grandpa told me to do, even though it took hours. But you know what? That was, that was the whole excitement of it. And then I could almost smell my grandma's baking right now because I'd be decorating the tree and she'd be in the kitchen making her homemade pies. Oh my goodness, they were incredible. My grandpa would hang the garland on the ceiling and I would lay there on the couch afterwards and just watch the garland because they had an old wood stove that kept their house warm and they had fans all around to push the heat around. And those fans, they would make those garland glisten and then they would dance on the ceiling and reflect on the walls. Oh my goodness, I loved it. 
And then my grandparents, after my, all the baking was done in the kitchen and their tree was decorated, they'd push all the dining room furniture aside. And then they would put Christmas music on and then they would dance for me. Oh, I loved watching them dance. It was such love. So years went by and one day this family came to our house in Enderby and we lived on Regent Street. And there was a knock at the door and I went and opened it and there's this family standing there and they're an elderly couple and then um, like I guess it was their son and daughter-in-law and then the kids and they said to me hi and I said hi and they says we want to know if we can come in and take a look around as years ago we used to live in this house and we would love it if you would allow us to come in and just reminisce take some pictures of the inside and of course I'm just like yeah come on in let's go so I followed them around the house and listened to their stories and their laughter about certain things that happened in their rooms and and it went it was pretty neat actually and I think I was about seven or eight years old. And then we went outside and they, we played on the grass as the parents were talking and taking pictures. And before they left, the one father said, you know, we'd like to have a picture of all the kids in front of the house. Sandra, would you like to be in the picture with the kids? Said, sure, okay. So what the heck, everybody's family, so. I go and I stand next to the kids in front of this house and get the picture taken. Well, years went by and I was about 16 and we moved to Williams Lake. So we, my brother and I went to high school and we were a little bit shy when we got there and didn't know anybody. And then this girl came up and she introduced herself to me. Now remember, this family came to our house and I was about seven or eight, I'd say. And then I was 16 in this high school and this girl came up and introduced herself and she said, she goes, hi, you're new. And I said, yeah. She goes, well, my name's Karen. And I said, hi, Karen. So Karen and I became friends and it was a few weeks later and her parents invited me over to their place for supper. Remember sitting around the kitchen table is the mom and dad were asking me questions about the house in Enderby and, and I said, yeah, I'm answering all their questions. And then the dad said to me, yeah, do you remember, it was quite a few years ago that somebody came to your house and, um, they looked through your house, took pictures, and it was a family with a bunch of little kids. And I said, I remember that. Boy, did I get in trouble after they left. Because I was so excited with my mom and dad come home. And I'm like, mom and dad, guess what? I let some strangers in the house. They took pictures and everything. And little did I know at that age that that was not a good thing. So times passed and these people had come back into our lives. The parents said, you know, just a minute, Sandra, we're gonna go into the bedroom and come back out and I wanna show you something. So we all sat around the kitchen table talking and Mr. and Ms. Poole came back out and they put this picture on the kitchen table. And I looked at the picture, that the picture and you know what? I was in that picture. That was the picture that they had taken all those years prior. 
Now, this family knew that my family didn't celebrate Christmas. And I always talked about Christmas and how much I loved Christmas. And the parents said, well, you know, why don't you have Christmas Eve with us? You can spend the night with us. And then you can wake up Christmas morning and experience what Christmas is all about. Well, I was so excited. So I asked my mom and dad. My mom said, sure, if you want to go right ahead. So I remember we were downstairs, Trisha and Ken and Karen and I were talking and we're watching movies. And then Mr. and Mrs. Poole say, hey, you guys come up here for a second. We have something to show you. So we go upstairs and Mr. and Mrs. Poole goes, Sandra, just look at the fireplace. And I looked at the fireplace and here were some stockings that were hung. There was one for Mr. Poole, one for Mrs. Poole, one for Karen, one for Trish, one for Ken. And then there was a stocking, an extra one at the very end of the fireplace. And it had my name. Well, I tell you, that melted my heart. I was so excited. I was just like a little kid all over again. And they go, you now are part of our family. And there was a reason why God put you in our lives all those years ago was for you to be in ours and ours to be in yours. So now that you're part of our family, you have to have a stocking with everybody else. I was just, I, I tell you, like it, it, I can't even explain the feeling. And so that night we all go to bed and wake up the next morning and I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of followed everybody along and we go upstairs, we sat on the couch and they were having no presents. Well, Karen and Trish and Ken had a present for me and they gave it to me. I opened it up and I remember that it was a record. Yes, I did say record. And I know that's really dating myself, but it was a Leo Sayer record. And you know what? I think I actually wore that Leo Sayer record out. And now I look back and I think, I think Leo Sayer, but um, obviously I really liked him. <laughs> and um, so the Mr. And Mrs. Poole gave me my present and it was some socks and some gloves and a toque and a scarf. So that really, really made me feel like I was part of that family. And that was a tradition that they all did. And it was really neat because I learned that tradition. And now years went by and I met Danny. And Danny is now my husband after uh, 38 years. And his family was Catholic. Now they really knew how to celebrate Christmas with the church traditions. They went to midnight mass. They would go back to the house for appies and goodies. And then they would all open up presents. Now, I didn't really understand why would they open up presents on Christmas Eve? I remember asking Danny, why do you guys open up presents now? Like, don't you guys believe in Santa Claus? And he goes, well, no, when we even would growing up when we were kids, we always had our midnight mass celebration and then we'd come back and this is what we, our tradition was. And he goes, now, I don't know if it's because my mom and dad always said, well, Santa Claus came there while we were at midnight mass, or if it's just because my mom and dad wanted to sleep in in the mornings and they didn't want us getting up and bugging them to open up presents. So they knew that we would get up and we would have all our presents already open to play with all the toys. 
And, you know, it was really, really a neat experience for Danny and his family to be able to look at how excited I was with this new traditions and this new experience in my life. I remember Danny and I would drive around looking at lights and we'd look in people's windows. Okay, maybe more me. And I'd always say, I hope everybody has the curtains open tonight because I want to see how their, how their trees are decorated. And Danny would laugh at me. I'd say, oh, look at that house. Look at that house. Oh, look at that tree. Isn't that nice? And then I looked at him one night and I said, you know, do you get really tired of dragging me around town so I can peep in people's, people's windows and talk about their Christmas trees and stuff? And he just laughed. And he goes, you know what? He said, I never really realized, he goes, for starters, I was a little bit nervous thinking that people might think that we're a peeping Tom and that one night the police would follow us. But I think once you explain to them your story, they would just say, yeah, go right ahead, Sandra. And then he said, just seeing the excitement watching you is like looking through a child's eyes. And I took that for granted as a child. He goes, because I've always had Christmas. So it is such a neat experience for me and my family to see this inner child of yours come out at this time of year. Well, we end up getting married. And of course, we joined him with all his family traditions, going to midnight mass, having our presents open, sharing all the laughter and the teasing. And we just, it was so much fun. Oh my goodness. And our, then we ended up getting married. So our first Christmas together as a married couple, we spent in the hospital. That was a good thing, not a bad thing. Because on that Christmas day, we welcomed our baby girl, Nicole. She was my very first Christmas present that I received. My best Christmas present that I ever, ever received on a Christmas that I had just on our own. I didn't share it with anybody else except for Danny. And this was such a gift. And, you know, when I held her in my arms, I actually could feel the presence and the love and the warmth of my grandpa and grandma around me. And it was just like God gave me that gift that I wanted Christmas all my life. And I wanted a sister all my life. And I never got it. But I ended up getting this special gift from God on Christmas Day. So that Christmas Day will always be so special to me. Now, I did say I always wanted a sister. So I was raised with four brothers. And I remember telling my dad every time my mom would come back from the hospital, please tell me I have a sister. He'd sit down, put me on his lap and go, no, I'm sorry. You, you, you have another brother. Oh, I would get so frustrated and so upset. Like, all I wanted was a sister. What the heck? Why can't I have a sister? Anyway, so I look at my brothers now, and I am so blessed. I'm so blessed to have my brothers in my life. And we're, we become very close. But I always still wanted a sister. So after Nicole was born, a year after, we decided, well, we're going to have kids. Let's have another one right away. And I said, and I wanted, I want another daughter. I want to have my two daughters to be sisters and have that gift that I never had growing up. 
And you know what? I was blessed again. I had another little girl a year later, and we named her Marilyn. Now, it is such a blessing to be able to sit back and see those two when they were growing up. They were so close. And just their interaction, the fun things that they got to share together. And, you know, I, now I'm just so blessed of having two daughters because at our age, we're not like mother and daughters anymore. We'll always be mother and daughters, but that bond will always be there, but we're more like sisters. So, you know, eventually it did come around and now I do have two younger sisters. So we always laugh at their husbands because they got married and they each had three kids. Now we always laugh at their husbands because they have to live through a house full of decorations and they have to put up with their wives listening to Christmas music that start mid-October. Now, I actually think they do enjoy watching the excitement just like Danny has for years. And they, of course, they kept on those like the family traditions. We have watched so many Christmas movies over the years, and we can just about recite just about every one of those movies that we watch over and over again. We even start laughing before the parts even get there. I remember so many Christmas memories, Danny and I and the girls, that we started our own family traditions along with the old family ones with his family. And we would still go to midnight mass, and the kids were little, and we would go to midnight mass and then we would do his family thing afterwards. And then we would come home. And then every Christmas Eve, our girls got to open up one present. Now that present was always pajamas. Well, this one morning we got up and I seen hair on the floor. And I thought, oh, those girls open up their Christmas presents. They got into their Barbie dolls and they cut off their hair already. Well, the girls came into the kitchen. I said, did you guys open up your presents? And they said, no, mommy. They were about three or four. And I said, well, why is there hair on the floor? Nicole goes, well, mommy, the tag was bugging us on our 90s, so we just cut them off. I lifted up their hair, and they forgot to lift their hair underneath when cutting those tags off. And it was funny at the time, after we realized they were okay because it could have been very dangerous but the tags were gone and a little chunk of their hair were gone there was a little brown pile from Marilyn's hair a little blonde pile from Nicole's hair and you know those are funny memories and there's so many more but those ones there are ones that I love telling and sharing with our grandkids so I would say, you know what your aunt and your mom did when they were little? And they go, yeah, we know, Nana, you tell us every year. And I thought, you know, that's good, though, because we laugh. And those are, are stories that they're going to share when, even when we're gone. They'll be sharing lots and lots of these family traditions and memories. Now, we've been so blessed to have shared Christmas with so many family members over the years. We now have six grandkids and they have, now we can have, we can pass the opportunity for these family stories to be passed down to them. Did I say I have nine trees? Okay, well, I have nine trees in my house. So every room has those glow of the lights. Yes, I even have one in the bathroom. 
no matter what room I'm in, I want that feeling. I want the feeling of Christmas, the feeling of love. I want the, the glistening of the lights and the reflection of the lights on the walls and the ceiling. Now, I love telling my grandkids' story when I was young to where I am now. I always tell them about how Mr. and Mrs. Poole and Karen and us all met. They love stories like that. I always tell them stories about when I was a little girl over at my grandpa and grandma's house. And they think those are the neatest stories ever. And about watching um, like how Uncle Todd, their uncle, my brother, and his wife, Stacy, and the boys called Latori, would come over on Christmas Eve because that's when we would celebrate Nicole's birthday. Because being born Christmas Day, it's kind of, she always says she kind of got ripped off because everybody celebrated Christmas Day, but some people forgot about her birthday. So we always made Christmas Eve her special time. So my brother and his wife, Stacy, and the boys would come over and we'd all have our little family supper. We would all gather and we'd have our, our birthday cake for Nicole. And then our tradition was watching the Christmas lampoons, the Griswolds, of course. And we would laugh so hard before the funny pieces come. We would recite the movie. And now I think their, their kids kind of look at us strange. They laugh along with us, but I think they're laughing more at us than they are with us. Now, we've lost a lot of loved ones. And it's such a gift to have these times to think about them and how much they've meant to us. And the traditions that we share, they'll live on forever. My grandparents, when they passed away, they gave all of their Christmas orders to my Uncle Bobby. Now, last year was tragic because we lost Danny's mom, plus we lost my Uncle Bobby. Very sudden, and it broke our hearts. So when Christmas came around, my auntie, Diane, she passed me those ornaments and said, Uncle Bobby would have loved for you to have these. And those are the ones that you placed in your grandparents' tree all those years ago. Now, losing Danny's parents and my grandparents and my uncle, our trees are filled with their ornaments and filled with their memories. I have bubble lights on my trees, and they are next to the ornaments from all of our loved ones. I have one big family tree with all those ornaments. I have ornaments from when our girls went to elementary school. They would come home, and they had all of these ornaments that they had made we still have all of those with the dates and their names on them. And you know what? It is so neat because now the grandkids come and they always go to that family tree and they always go, Nana, tell us some stories. Tell us stories about the ornaments. And I would tell us stories and we'd look at the dates and we'd look at all the ornaments and they would know that their mom or their aunt made those or those the ones that Nana used to hang on her grandpa and grandma's Christmas tree. And it just, it is, it is the feeling. It's just that feeling that always be passed on. I have a village and it's gotten so big, it kind of takes up my huge front rear window. But that's another tradition is, um, and memory that will always be passed on. And the kids, when they were really little, the grandkids, they would come and they would just stare at the village. They've gotten older now, they don't play with it. They don't play with the people 
because one day I was in the bathroom and I could hear them talking. I thought, who are those little kids talking to? Come out and they had all my people in the town and they're going, oh, just, they're just pretending that it was just a live town. I kind of chuckled and nothing was, nothing was damaged or anything, but it was kind of funny. So that's another story that I always tease the kids with now. Now, I really hope that you enjoyed sharing this time with me so I can tell you all about my Christmas love. And the reason I did is because I want you to share your stories of your Christmas love, your gratefulness, your love and inspiration. I want you to share your, your Christmas traditions with other people from around the world. How much inspiration that would be, especially at these times. So if you would like to share your um, Christmas traditions or um, share your stories with me on my podcast, they're all done by audio. So there's, not video, there's no video. It's all done by audio. And you can get a hold of me at Love. 06XOXO at gmail.com. And you can check out my Christmas Love Facebook page if you'd like. And you can email me at christmaslove at gmail.com. I'm hoping to hear from you because I would be so grateful to be able to share your Christmas stories to inspire other people and just keep that love being passed from one another. And I'm hoping that you are blessed and have a very Merry Christmas. And I'm sending you all my love. Thank you for sharing this time with me. Mm -hmm.